Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. We're speaking with Dr. Lee Marengoff. He's director of the Marist College Polling Institute. Lee, welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. Yay. Good morning, Election Day. Every year I wait for it. The long-awaited day finally here, Dr. Marengoff. And New York has not had a Republican governor since George Pataki, who, of course, won three consecutive terms serving from 1995 to 2007. Are we poised to have yet another Republican governor in Albany? Well, I think, uh, you know, uh, it would be premature to say that. I think what we see is a race that's far more competitive for governor than everybody expected, uh, given it's a very blue state. And, uh, you know, the Democrats have a lot of reasons to rally around uh, their party leaders this time, especially in New York. Uh, People are sort of expecting a blowout. This looks like at best it will be a single digit kind of uh, contest. Uh, but, uh, you know, who knows? Stranger things have happened, especially in New York, as you indicated, in uh, the 1994 when Pataki upset uh, then-Governor Mario Cuomo. Um, but we haven't had a close one like this since uh, since 94. So it's been uh, 28 years since we've had a, a, a close gubernatorial election. So uh, why not this year? I mean, everything else is kind of, like, different. So why not? <laughs> Lee, what areas of the state are absolutely key to either a Zeldin win or a Hochul win today? Well, I think the regional differences in the state are very, very uh, important and will be determining. Um, you know, Zeldin, of course, is from Long Island and is expected to do better as a result in the suburbs. He's well known uh, in the suburbs around New York City. Uh, and that might be a typical swing area that he might do better than uh, typical uh, for a, a Republican in the state, uh, and certainly uh, well enough to uh, to capture the governor's uh, mansion. Um, New York City is an interesting one, uh, obviously a Democratic base, uh, but um, Hochul is from upstate, not as well known in the city. Uh, so the question is, will the turnout be at the level that uh, she would hope, or, or will Zeldin make inroads into New York City, and if so, how much? And then you have upstate New York, which is usually the Republican uh, base. Uh, but as I said, Hochul's from upstate. And uh, is she going to do better than a Democrat typically does upstate? So you have three regions, all very much uh, a question mark, uh, any one of which could be determinant of uh, who ends up winning. Lee, what's on voters' minds as they head to the polls today? You know, is it still crime, inflation, and those types of issues? Well, you, you have two things uh, that are really working at uh, cross purposes. You have uh, the, you know, the everyday issues, the short term issues like inflation, like crime, uh, health care, transportation. Um, and then you have these broader issues of uh, preserving the democracy, um, you know, how state government will play a larger role given the Supreme Court decisions um, and uh, putting it more on the states and the state legislatures to, you know, to step up in in, in you know, whatever fashion they deem uh, appropriate. Um, so you have a very much, uh, you know, so short-term, long-term 
micro and macro issues at stake here. And um, that, you know, will be very determining. I think one thing that's very interesting is, of course, you know, Republicans are not, you know, unconcerned with preserving democracy and Democrats are not not concerned about inflation. Uh, It's just that the, the number one dominant theme seems to be different for the Democrats and the Republicans. What should voters be watching for in the results? Of course, control of Congress hangs in the balance. What is absolutely key to control there? Well, I think there's some redistricting that's gone on and some seats that uh, that have become redder and bluer, uh, depending on, uh, you know, where your perspective and where the district is. Um, I think, you know, the best thing to do, I think, is for people to vote, uh, vote for the person, you know, that they prefer, uh, turn down the noise. I mean, I think we've had just so much, you know, intensity to this campaign uh, at all levels. And I think it's important for people to step back, think things over, and then, you know, make their best reasonable calculations to what they do. Um, Because, as you say, there's going to be a lot of close races, participation, uh, particularly among young people and people of color becomes very, very important. Uh, particularly in New York, but elsewhere as well. We're speaking with Dr. Lee Marengoff, director of the Marist College Polling Institute. Lee, all eyes uh, on Pennsylvania, one of the key swing states. Do you want to make a prediction? Will it be Republican candidate Dr. Mehmet Oz, which Donald Trump has endorsed, or will it be Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman? Well, I I, I definitely don't want to make a prediction, but I will say that, uh, you know, in the closing days, it seems that uh, Fetterman has had a slight advantage uh, in that race, uh, it has attracted all kinds of national attention, as we have in New York, uh, with uh, you know major national figures on both parties uh, coming and visiting and trying to lend a little support to the to the candidates. Um, but uh, you know, I think that is going to be probably the most important single Senate race in the country. Uh, it's a Republican seat. It's an open seat now with Senator Toomey retiring, and then therefore you want to make sure. Uh, that uh, both sides are looking to say, this is where we want to draw the battle lines uh, for Election Day today. And um, and that's what uh, Pennsylvania has been all about. It's a place for the Democrats to pick up a seat. It's a place for the Republicans to hold a serve and then therefore try to take one elsewhere, um, uh, maybe Nevada or Georgia or, or someplace like that, uh, and then get the majority. So we have today... Um, when the uh, dust is settled, probably in about a week, because uh, not everything's going to be known tonight. Uh, but when the dust is settled, we're going to probably know a lot about the Senate, the Congress, uh, state houses around the nation, and then right in New York, uh, who our representatives are going to be in Albany and in Washington. So it's a big day for politics and voting. And Lee, last, I couldn't let you go without asking you about the fact that reports indicate that Donald Trump will announce right after the midterms. And they're saying November 14th as to whether or not he'll seek a third run for the White House. What uh, is your analysis of that? Well, with, with former President Trump, I wait till he actually does what he says he's going to do, whether he does it or not. Uh, I don't like to get ahead of him. Uh, because he does swing around back and forth a lot. He says he's very, very, very close to, the, to announcing. Apparently, he wanted to do in Pennsylvania uh, at the Oz rally, and his advisor said that's going to take the attention away from the rally, which I obviously would have. Uh, but with Donald Trump, I wait to see him make the announcement because he loves the speculation, and uh, he knows how to fuel that. 
And I think we've seen that for quite a few years now with him. So we'll wait. When he announces he's running, when he doesn't announce, he's still not. Lee, thanks so much for being with the 77 WABC Early News. Great speaking with you as always. My pleasure. And uh, it may be early news, but it's going to be a late night.